Well, good morning, everyone. Welcome to another edition of This Week in, in the Bush League, hosted by the Chief and the Chap. I'm the Chief, and the number for the week is 96.7. All right, 96.7. I can't wait to write that down. I hope that's on the FM dial. Um, I am the uh, Champ, and I want to wish everyone a happy belated National Bourbon Day. Oh, uh, National Bourbon Day. I, for, I forgot about that. So, ha- yeah. ha- how many years has this been going on? I, I have no idea when these these things happen. It's just another excuse to, to, to drink, right? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that. They have a day for everything. My goodness, man. Yeah. Does you, that mean I have to get you a card? I don't have to get you a card or anything, do you? Do I? Like, uh, no, just a bottle, please. Okay. Well, you're getting a card. <laughs> getting yeah. you a you're not a bourbon drinker, are you? I am not. No. It's just not, right. not the night. Well, you told me it's an acquired taste. I just haven't acquired it yet. Well, you know, if I if I look more myopically at, at the Bush League, um, I know myself and Tom, um, I'm, I'm pretty sure Bob Freeze, um, our guest that we have on today, is a bourbon drinker. And uh, I think, I'm not sure about Rick. Rick's a mysterious guy. Um, so anyway, uh, what's, what's 96.7? That's, that was, uh, O'Neill Cruz was clocked at throwing a ball across the diamond at 96.7 miles oh. an hour. Right, 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 right. We're going to talk about him when we get to uh, we get to uh, talking about the teams for the week. Um, uh, I guess finally the Pirates call him up, right? Yeah, finally is right. Yeah. And he didn't disappoint. So did you see the throw? I, I didn't. I, I heard about it. Yeah, you, you ought to watch it. And uh, he, he, he backhanded it, and then he took a little crow hop. And he took his time, and I think he realized that, all right, I, I took too much time here. And he let it – I can't believe Michael Chavis wouldn't have said something to him in the dugout, man. Like, man, you can't do that again. Like, that's I, – I, I thought I read somewhere, and, and I could be misquoting this, but within his first seven at-bats, he had uh, the fastest foot speed down the first base for the Pirates this year. Okay. Uh, the fastest throw. Yeah. And um, I, I think it was the hardest exit velocity um, on ball hits this year, all oh. within seven at bats. So good for the Pirates. Keep it up. Keep your best players down. We like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and they brought up that other kid we'll talk about during the transaction. All right. So we do okay. have a we have a guest this week. Uh, uh, we have someone from the, the owner of the Dudes. Uh, Josh, you with us? I am. How you guys doing? Uh, all right. We are doing good. And. Uh, this is an ad hoc guest appearance, uh, only because you traded one third of your team, and we had some questions for you. <laughs> All right, so let's start with the Bearcat trade. Okay. All right. Um, mm-hmm. you, you, how how long were you banging on Tom for Kenley Jansen or Taylor Rogers? Uh, literally uh, two texts. That's it. Um, uh, it's kind of Took the backtrack with the. I've been talking to pretty much everybody for over a month now. Okay. Um, I've literally tested or exchanged with every every owner except for Gates. Uh, that was the only one that uh, we didn't connect or whatever. But everybody else has thrown something out there uh, for over a month now. And I've kind of with every trade had uh, like a follow up move in mind. Like when I made the trade with with Bob Fries and got rid of Soto, I immediately texted Bill to try and do something, and uh, everybody else is a little more patient than me, so it hasn't been uh, the most uh, whatever for the last month, but 
when I made the trade with you uh, this week, Roger, turned right around and I was kind of looking for I need more offense and I wanted to do something to my pitching is actually I'm more confident in my pitching now than probably my hitting at this point but uh, I needed something to help me with the whip and my saves even though I'm in third right behind Jamie Kimbrell's been average Neville's been kicked out and uh, <laughs> Scott's been, been pretty good right now but I don't know when Bender comes back and such if he'll still be there so Texted Tom about Jansen and Schwarber. He, his first response was like three words: Jansen, yes; uh, Schwarber, no. And then it was a neat outfielder. So, um, kind of ignored the Schwarber no and just uh, put something together with two outfielders and Freeland and whatever, and just figured I'd throw it to him. And uh, there was no back and forth; just a okay. So, okay, all right. That that was pretty easy then. That one. It was really easy, yeah. Uh, surprisingly easy, but okay. Um, I didn't know. I didn't know how. Uh, I know sometimes uh, the texting and such. I, I didn't know how quickly I'd hear back from him, or if I'd hear back from him. So <laughs> uh, he was. Uh, he was quick. It was later that night, and then I. Yeah, it, was, it was literally uh, over three text messages. So. So all right. So when you when you look at the the the, the guys that you swapped. Um, mm-hmm. What are your concerns? Like uh, everyone has has risk when they when they make a trade. Uh, where do you see that? Uh, do you see any risk in your trades with, with with players that you're getting? Well, yeah. I mean, there, there, there's risks with all of it. I mean, Jansen's been really good this year for the most part, but he struggled at the end of May. Blew a save last night. Um, but uh, again, I mean, he's also older, so. There's injury risk with everybody. Um, Schwarber has been on a tear lately. I needed a little more power. Like my, my offense really carried carried me pretty heavily the first month or two, and my pitching lagged. And then uh, my pitching didn't get better for a while, and then my offense started to kind of suck too. So I was kind of screwed for a bit. So I had to kind of recoup some of that hitting. Uh, and I just kind of got tired of waiting for Castellanos and Grichik to get going. Okay. So, I mean, I didn't want to lose – I was really a little reluctant to trade Castellanos just because I, I, he is controllable next year, too, for cheap. But, uh, like I said, you guys, after the draft or the first uh, time I was on, kind of in it this year to see what I can get done this year, really. Cause, uh, I'm losing quite a bit of impact control for next year, so <laughs> – yeah, no, and and it, I mean, part of the reason why we have that is for you to have be able to to leverage trading a guy like Nick Castellanos, who isn't isn't really performing to par, you know, to to his level. But because you have that extra kicker, if you can keep him for a dollar next year, people are more inclined to take a risk on that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I said, he was he was. I, I didn't really want to get rid of him, but. Um, Schwarber's just putting up more, I mean, yeah. more impact numbers. Absolutely. He's got 20 home runs or whatever it is. and so. Yeah, he's having his traditional June month. Uh, it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Okay. Hopefully that continues. But. All right. Um, and then the other question I had for you, uh, you know, you talked about your offense and you feel like you know, the offense is the best part of your team uh, by far, like you said, the first couple months. And then you trade for um, – 
Rodon and Logan Webb, and and you got to give that time to kind of balance out a little bit. Um, the on on the trades you made now, so you get Schwarber, Turner, Hap. I'm going to leave Wendell out of it just because that, oh. that's an unknown. And you give up Baum, Lindor, Castellanos, and Grinchik. Do you do you think there's a net gain in where you need it in the category for you? Uh, I, I think really all around. I mean, uh, I think Grinchik only had five or seven home runs for me as well. And I mean, I thought he'd be. I really actually thought he'd be closer up in the twenties this year, and he still may get there. I guess, sure. but I uh, mm-hmm. kind of thought in Coors Field he'd perform better than he has too. So, uh, as far as Happen Lindor, or not Happen Lindor, uh, Turner and Lindor, I think, um, I mean, that's pretty even with them guys. I may get a notch in the stolen bases. You'll get more in the power there. But uh, I do think I will take half over, like, foam. I yeah, guess, sure. In that sense. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I do feel, I like my offense better with Hap, Turner, Schwarber over Cassianos, Grichik, Foam. And Lindor. And then, okay. Uh, and Lindor, and Lindor, yeah, of course, Lindor. All right, yeah, uh, fair enough. Yeah, that, that that's the question I had for you. Jamie, what, what do you got? Yeah, so um, since you were involved in this trade, Josh, with the Bantam Roosters, how did that go down? Because if I were to, to rate in terms of people that are, are most open to, to deal, it's it's the two of you. And so so how did what was the anatomy of that trade? Well, I think uh, there's a uh, open uh, – Dialogue between between me and Roger with that because we seem to make one to three trades every every season here. So uh, there's an easy negotiation or whatever. And uh, I am a pain in the ass because I started texting him about Turner the second after I got the trade with Bob done. I texted him and uh, him and Bill Statman pretty much at the same time, just trying to work something out with one of them too. So. Uh, uh, I think with Roger, you said uh, you wanted to wait till Cruz came up and uh, give it a little bit. And I think I told you at the time, okay, I'll text you next week around the same time. And uh, <laughs> I think I texted him the last three Fridays or so in a row. And then uh, the last text before uh, we started talking about this last week was, uh, hey, uh, I see O'Neill Cruz got called up. So uh, it's kind of like, uh, all right, I'm tired of waiting. Let's kind of go. Nice. Um, and, and, hey, Raj, is is Kyle Wright? Is he uh, a person that can be retained, or did you pick him up in Fab this year? So yeah, Kyle Wright. That almost stalled the deal. <laughs> Kyle Wright is not retainable. I, I I didn't put him in an open Fab position, and um, that that almost stalled the deal. But I, I think uh, I, it's it seemed like Josh took some time to kind of think through it, and then he came back said, "I'm okay either way." But yeah, that okay. that was almost a deal breaker. If if I'm remembering that wrong, Josh, just kind of jump in. No, I mean I, I was never going to cancel over that. I did. Um, well, if you were, we agreed originally, if you remember, to uh, yeah. just happen happen Turner for Lindor and Lindor and Ashcraft, I believe. And uh, you know, I started looking at him like, uh, let me just see, and I, and I texted you back like, hey, what would it take you to throw in Kyle Wright too? And I did. That believing he was uh, retainable, but I mean he's also having a good year. So, um, you know, you came back and I said, "Hey, throwing Wendell, throwing this," and but um, yeah, I mean it wasn't going to stop it, but it did kind of. It slowed it down. Like a, yeah, 
it, yeah, it yeah, gave it you like pause. A, a slow kick in the nuts kind of thing. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good it's a good way to describe it. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, 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 Josh. I just have one more question for you. Um, mm-hmm. Can you and I go back to the original deal that we were talking about? I think the player that you were looking for. Um, weren't you looking for Bryce Harper from me? So um, I, I'm willing to do any deal with that. Involves yeah. Bryce Harper. <laughs> yeah, I thought about that the other night too as I was watching the Phillies uh, season start to circle a little faster down the drain. But uh, <laughs> both yeah, me and the Phillies. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought about. Because you know, at, at all these deals um, that kind of have the same grouping of players involved for the most part. Um, like I didn't want to get rid of the control guys. Like I think I offered – I forget exactly who it was, but I know it was some form of the Cabrera in it to you for Harper and, and such. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that just sucks. I mean, the Harper. Yeah. <laughs> well, if I could go back, I, w- I would do it again. Hey, listen, good luck to you mm-hmm. uh, the remainder of the season. We'll have you on before the end of the season. And okay. um, my guess is is that before the trading deadline is done, you probably have – I'm going to set the over and under at one and a half more trades. Uh, I had an offer out there the other day that got rejected already. So so uh, there's still a little tweaking to do. My bench is pretty pretty thin right now, so i gotta, I got to kind of work on a little bit of bench depth. But we'll see. Uh, I do have some extra pitching, which hers are coming back, so you never know. There you go. All right. Good luck to you, Josh. Thanks, James. All right, Josh. Thanks for being on. Yeah, you got it. Okay, that was good. That that was uh that was good. He he. Kinda... I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take the over. Take... Uh, he'll he'll have more than one and a half trades uh, before the trading deadline. Yeah, I might take the over as well. Yeah, that's. that's yeah, that's a good. I, I think what this has done is open up the, tr- the trades for everybody, and you know, as we start to go into these standings, the the fact that. Uh, the Lakers look really good, and then there's that mass right behind it. Um, I think everybody's going to start to feel the pressure uh, in terms of having to do something. But having said that, we're not even at the halfway point yet. It'll be next week is the halfway point, so there's still a lot of season to go. Yeah, and I've I've uh, I've mentioned before, and I think Bill has exercised it, uh, Case has exercised it, and the Lakers have exercised it. Is that patience might get you the win this year? Just be patient. Because uh, Bill's got some guy, you know, he's got the Grom coming back. Um, the Ducks have some guys coming off of injury now, and he's and I think him and the Lakers are just waiting for that uh, a, a a trade from the American League to the to the National League. And I yeah, that's I, a, I, I guess that's a bit of a, a, a always a gamble. But it's always a gamble, yeah. That the Lakers usually mm-hmm. take, right? But he's now in a position where he can afford that. Yeah, yeah. I think him and the Ducks are sitting at the highest amount of money. Yeah. Uh, so speaking about the transactions, let's get into it from uh, Saturday. Right. Pretty light week, right? What do we have? Six players? Six. Six. Uh, we'll start with the stat men. Uh, Bly Madris, Pittsburgh Pirates yeah, outfielder. It is right. I, I looked. I, I took your advice. I looked on Baseball Reference. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I missed him. I, I, I put out a $7 bid. Bill picks him up for 8 Um He's he's having a pretty good start to his career. What did you guys like? Because I put a small bid in, but I wasn't that com- uh, overly confident. And had I known what was going to happen with Harper uh, Saturday night, I, I may have increased that bid. Probably not to what Bill bid, but what did the two of you see in there? Well, he he uh, he got off to a good start. Of course, he had three hits last night, so his 
His average is he's only got 25 at bats. Um, he hits pretty well in the minor leagues. Uh, he was hitting 304 in, in AAA this year. Uh, his for the most part his OPS is 750 or above um, through his through his career. He's a college kid and um, it doesn't seem like he strikes out too many times. Um, the most he's had in the minor leagues is 99 with 500 plate appearances. So that's a pretty good one in five is a pretty good number these days. Um, he's yeah. not going to hit a lot of home runs, but I think he puts the ball in play and he'll, he'll give you some numbers um, as far as maybe uh, scoring some runs and knocking in some runs. So I I, I like the guy. Um, and I think that was the only Statman pickup for this yes. week. Yeah, then we'll go to the Bearcats, Nelson Velasquez. Outfielder for the Cubs. He dropped Steve yes. Duggar, who was traded to Texas. Um, and then he all, uh, no, that was his only pickup as well. Yep. yep. I picked up Antonio Zenzatella for a dollar. I'm going to try to. You kind of foreshadowed that, this, that, that Pat, uh, if we look into the podcast from last week, right? You kind of like him. You're taking a flyer on Zenzatella. Yeah, you know, it's funny when I, and I did bring him up last week, and then you and I were talking about Austin Gumber. And Zenzatella has the same type of splits. <laughs> he pitches well at home, and he t- doesn't pitch well on the road. So I'm going to try to manage him a little bit and see if I can, you know, hold hold serve with the wins here because I'm doing pretty right. well. And, you know, see if I can get a two-start week out of the guy. And, yeah, so. Are you bringing him up this week? Yeah, he's pitching at home against Arizona. Okay. So, like I said, he has a weird splits like Gomber does, where he pitches better at home and than he does on the road. Uh, yeah, something to look at. Yeah, Sewerhawks picked up. Oh, you got a Ruiz, Estiri, Ruiz, second baseman uh, for the Padres. Estiri. Estiri. Yeah. Ruiz. Yeah. All right. Uh, Padres keep flowing people in and out of that 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 uh, that bench. Um, he also picked up David Boat. Second baseman yeah. for, for the yeah. Cubs. Why? Is yeah, he and they, they released, uh, when they brought him up, they released uh, uh, Jonathan Vayar. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, they released VR. Okay, and he drops the outfielder for the Cubs. So, even swap for the for the Sewerhawks. Uh, you pick up Mitch White. Didn't you just, ha- didn't you just drop this guy? Yeah, he's up, down, up, down. It, 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 I guess it depends upon what's happening with the uh, – with the Dodgers pitching, right? Um, so he's he is back up now, um, pitched. Um, although I, I picked him up, I don't know if I'm going to use him this week. I don't I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, I think Andrew Haney got him back on the IL again. Yes. Yeah. Correct. That guy can't stay healthy, man. Um, N- no. When Casey drafted him, I mean, he was on the IL and he came back for the that one start, and now he's back on. So it's going to be interesting because I think. The uh, yeah, well, when we when we get to the um, the ducks, we'll talk about that. Okay, um, and that was all. That was that was they were the only pickups for the week. Yeah, there's it's it, it's getting harder and harder to to find people, and like you had just previously mentioned, uh, a lot of these teams are holding for the trading deadline, getting hoping to get the the, the big guy in in the trade, which is a strategy. If if you can if you can um, Stay near the top. You can uh, you can afford to do that. Yeah, and that that seems to be what they're implementing right now, uh, referring to the Lakers and the Ducks. Um, 
Talking about the standings overall, the Lakers uh, have a 12-and-a-half-point lead over at 76-and-a-half over the Ducks. Uh, he, Lakers have 39-and-a-half hitting points. Where, where, where's his shortfall in, in hitting? Do you know? Oh, boy. <laughs> well, you can talk about it when you get to it. Okay. Uh, uh, Ducks at 64, a tie with the Dudes. Uh, you're at 62. You dropped a little bit. Uh, Statman had a huge couple weeks here. He's at 61 and a half, knocking on some doors for the money spots. Uh, Sewerhawks hold steady 55. Brebs at 47. And then the Bearcats 45, myself, and the Bulls at 34. Um, not much change in the bottom. Uh, a little shifting in the top four, but but not much. When you look at the period, uh, I'll, I'll go over the bottom half for us. So the Bulls, uh, 34, uh, um, 34 total points overall. He, he, he was 21 and 21 uh, this week for 42. Um, not much going on with the Bulls as far as pitching. Uh, you know, he lost a couple pitchers, so that that's going to affect him. That's going to start to – we're going to start seeing the effects of that here in the next week or so. Um, but nothing sticks out. Uh, drastically, the Ducks had a rough week, especially on the. Oh, I'm sorry, you're not. The Rebs had a rough, a decent week at 50 points, um, 24 and 26. That seems to be his, where he's at every week now. And um, w- without, without Chris Bryant, it j- it just makes him hard to to make any moves offensively. Um, it just it just put him in the hole and he, he's never dug out of it and and Kershaw's back but Bueller is is still out and that that makes it tough man it, it, you know it, it's tough when you you don't have your best player uh, Freddie Freeman had a good week for him though he popped two homers hit 440 and uh, 11 ribs and then myself I actually had a good week this week did you see yeah, that you did yeah you did 45 um, uh, hitting points. Yeah, I, and I, 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 most of it has to do with uh, Will Smith. Uh, he he kind of woke up for me this week, which was the Fresh Prince. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, the Fresh Prince woke up for me a little bit, and I, I appreciated it. Um, he had three homers. Uh, I had two homers from Mike Yastrzemski, and I think he only had four hits. So at least a little bit he was productive. Juan Yepes is starting to get some at-bats for me again. Um, so I appreciate Juan contributing. Uh, on the pitching side, I, I, somehow I get wins, um, but my ERA and whip is still, is still really, really bad. And I don't, I don't know how I run into these wins, to be honest with you. Hey, let, let, let's jump back for a second because we, we talked about him in the opening, but O'Neill Cruz. Okay. Um, I, I guess you have to be excited that he got off to a really good start, seven seven RBI this past week. Because I guess I would always worry, what, what the hell are the Pirates going to do? Uh, my thinking is, is that now that they brought him up, so that he's not part of the Super Two group, that he should be there. You know, barring any kind of injury, he should be there the rest of the season. Is that what you're thinking? Yeah, unless he hits a like a disastrous hitting slump, which I don't think. I mean, he started off really slow in the minors this year, but I I think you're I, I think they just got to cut this like guy loose, just cut him yeah. loose, man. Uh, they they're struggling or not struggling. They're trying to figure out where he's going to hit in the lineup. He's hit first, he's hit seventh, he's hit third. Um, 
I, I think now they got to figure out where he fits best um, to get the most out of him. And, and, you know, part of why I waited, I think Cruz can make up the difference in stolen bases for me between Lindor and, and Turner. And I'm, I, that's what I'm hoping. All right. So, but yeah, I, I, it, he, he, uh, he struck out seven times in 28 at-bats, which is not good. You know, you'd like to see that drop a little bit, but he's gone a couple games with four at-bats without striking out. So um, maybe he just struggled with that one pitcher. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see. I, I, I can't believe they're going to send him back down. Like, I just refuse I, to. I, I wouldn't that. think at this point. Yeah. Uh, then we'll go to the, the Bearcats. Uh, Bearcats, so now, now they make this trade. They don't really lose too much on the saves, right? Um, but they, they I, I guess they're going to lose a little bit on the offensive side. Uh, he had 58 points this week. He had, he had a good week. Um, Dansby Swanson had four homers. That's a huge, huge week for him. Picked up two from uh, Patrick Wisdom. Um, and then he had a big win from Eflin. Eflin pitched really well. But it looks like he's going to miss his next start, maybe, because he, he's got a knee injury. And, um, of course, he went along with uh, three saves. With, so so he, even trading Canley Jansen, he's, he's still going to be okay. I, I think the, the guy in this trade, um, I don't know if he'll see any action this year, but have you seen the numbers on this Brett Beatty? No, I haven't. I don't really know much about him. He's supposed to be a third. Well, he's a, he is a third baseman. He's supposed to be a pretty big hitter. Um, with Eduardo Escobar not playing well, I don't know if they'll DFA him while they're in first place. But I, I, I don't know if Escobar is is long for the Mets. Um, how much longer he's going to? How much longer he's going to be there? Um, he's he's really struggling, and he hit 182 again this week. Um, eight Ks and 22 at bats. So we'll see. Um, and then we have the Hawks, who I believe dropped dropped into yeah. the, bottom yeah, half the bottom half this week. Well, either that or Bill Passon, depends how you look at it. Um, right. Yeah, decent week. Uh, Rowdy Telez continues to somehow he hit 191 with six RBIs and three homers. So there's another <laughs> guy. He had three homers and four hits. But whatever, right? Add some numbers to you. Um, still struggling with this Avisel Garcia. He was talking about him on the trip. He's a little frustrated with him. And he and the Bob still has uh, like 37 offensive players on his reserve. Um, he, he has a boatload of offensive players. So uh, got some good numbers out of Corbin Burns this week. Carlos Carrasco seemed to uh, come back and uh, end up his norm 19 ERA and it looks like he's going to miss a start next week and Brandon Woodruff may actually get back in the lineup this week. So that uh, I that, think he's supposed to be back this week. Is yeah. He? Okay. Um, had a good outing by Nola. Of course he lost that game um, where his brother knocked in the winning run in the ninth inning. So um, yeah, Bob still has a good team. Um, he, he needs some guys healthy, but, and he needs some guys to turn around a little bit. And, and I think he's he's probably a little frustrated with uh, Abcel Garcia, um, and uh, I I think he thought he'd get more production out of Matt Olson, but right now Olson's at ten homers, forty ribs. He's got a 
just under an eight OPS. So, um, yeah. And then of course he has. How about how about Tanner Rainey with three saves, a Bearcat esque three <laughs> saves this past week? Yeah, that's that is uh, Tanner Rainey was was a was a nice spot for him. He, so he earned his tenth. Washington just they just don't win enough games to really you know. But at least he took advantage of uh, of the, of a good week, right? And then uh, he still has Brad Hand in there, which I'm not sure what's going to happen with him because it looks like Dominguez uh, picked up, I think, two saves this week for the Phils. So, um, anyway, yeah. All right, you're going to do the top half? Yeah, I mean, the, the, the team that jumps into the, the top half were the Statmen, who had a really nice week, um, 65 and a half points, um, led by their pitching, and uh, David Peterson and uh, Herman Marquez had really nice weeks, but I think it was uh, Rick who said that Tony Gonsolin was having a Julio Urias type year. Yeah. And uh, Gonsolin has been one of the best pitchers quietly, right? Because um, I, I really didn't know much. Um, I didn't really look at him until Rick had mentioned that. But Gonsolin has had a really nice year for the Statman. Yeah, I had him last year on the reserves, and he would spot start. And he was a guy that would pitch in the playoffs because he's one of, he, you know, when he was younger, he he pitched three innings in the middle of the game and, and uh, now he's getting an opportunity and he's taking full advantage of that opportunity. Um, another player that pitched really well was David Peterson for the Mets. And I, uh, um, here's a question, a general question to the stat men. Was David Peterson, did he know that he was, I'm going to pitch this well, or was he just really a placeholder uh, until DeGrom came back? Yeah, I think he picked him up. I, th- I feel like David Peterson's been kicked around a little bit, but I think he might have picked him up in the fab when DeGrom got pushed back again yeah. early. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he's a decent pitcher. So so his pitching has done really well. I, when I look at his offense this week, and it wasn't a bad offensive week, it was everything was just, was just average. And I guess if you think about it, just being average for a week, not having a bad week is, is, is not too bad. Um, in, in fourth place is myself, and um, and I'm sinking quickly. Um, we talked in the pregame that you know Bryce Harper um, really hurts. Um, having him on the IL, um, Mookie Betts, Tyler O'Neill, that's almost ten dollars worth of um, on the on the IL. Uh, woe is me, right? Everybody has um, these issues. Um, it's okay to try and manage it. Um, for a two-week period, but uh, I guess Harper's out now for until August. So we'll talk about that uh, in, in the walk-off. Um, fortunately for me, Tyrone Taylor and Jock Peterson both had three home runs each, but I, I don't know who's going to carry this team when, when I look for the next three weeks. So um, I'm in trouble. And as you've always pointed out, my pitching is just hanging by a thread, right? Yeah. Um... Although I will tell you that I got to see Ronzi Contreras pitch, and um, he he's solid, man. Like I knew what his numbers were, and I and I could read what what people projected him. But have you seen him pitch? Uh yes, yeah. I have. Yeah. Um, he, he was a little bit shaky when I saw him against the the, the Cardinals, but you know that will happen in a young pitcher. And sure. Just a side note here before we move on that I picked him up in the, uh, the reserve rounds 
uh, of the draft. So anybody that's interested, he can be retained next year. Just just throwing that out there. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and I'm guessing um, you're looking for a hitter. Uh, at this point, yeah, I was. You know, I was really hoping that when Harper wasn't hurt and O'Neill was coming back, um, I had some, some, some deals on the table because um, I, I just needed to manage that period. And, and now, this week, I mean, i, I got to bring up Longoria and um, Estella just to, to backfill, which, which is nice to have those players so sure. I don't take zeros, but yeah. uh, it kind of puts the, uh, the, the trades right now on, on the back burner. Sure. Yeah, I get that. Um, yeah, so, so next up, we'll take a look at, at the Ducks. Um, had a good offensive week, 33 and a half points. Um, pitching um, struggled at, at 14 and a half. And um, to your point, the Ducks have been really patient this year. Um, they, they've had the advantage of having Pete Alonso, who's been consistent every week. Another three home runs this week. Uh, a total of 12 home runs for the Ducks, which I keep trying to chase him, and he just keeps hitting home runs. Um, on, on the pitching side, as you had mentioned, Andrew uh, Heaney goes on the the, the um, IL, and so does Aaron Ashby. So he's got he's got some some hole to plug there. Yeah, um, his pitching slowing down a little bit. Uh, Mackenzie Gore, um, Clevenger only pitched four innings uh, this week, um, but uh, I I think he has enough. To kind of weather the storm, and and this Spencer Strider, he had a bad week this week, but you know he's nine innings, eleven Ks. Um, yeah, it, it, he he's another one. He meaning the Ducks um, have some trade chips, but I I, I think uh, he's going to just kind of hang to see what comes over. And, sure. and and the other side too is you know these guys deciding, hey, even if I make a trade, can I catch late the Lakers? Right. That that's that's the other that's the other side of the equation. Um, yeah, I mean, there's still a half season to go, sure. so I, mm-hmm. I, I'm not abandoning ship at, at this point. Um, yeah, um, the dudes, as we talked about the guests that we had on today, um, pitching wise this week, uh, dudes were really good, right? They're outstanding, 45 pitching points, um, and and he's really addressed that that pitching via trades, via fab, via trades. <laughs> <laughs> um, a really nice week. He had five wins uh, this week, uh, three saves. Just about everybody, if you look at his pitching this week, pitched well with the exception of um, Bumgarner. Everybody else had an ERA of, of under three. And, uh, yeah, he I, – I guess, you know, we, we talked – he and I talked in pre-production, and, you know, you try and plug one hole and another hole leaks. So um, he, he'll, he'll continue to – to fight on. Yeah, uh, yeah, he, and he, he needs he needs some time to for that pitching to kind of level off a little bit because pitching you can't make a lot of headway in two weeks, but over time you will. And, and one of the things we didn't talk about, I mean, he had the lowest amount of runs, home runs, RBIs, and uh, I'm I'm sure he was hoping that he would have a healthy Manny Machado who's carried him offensively. Yeah. Throughout the season, and the fact that he's is, is, is still—I don't think he's on the IL. He's not. But I don't—he he didn't play last week, so no. I, I'm not sure what the Padres are doing because you can retroactively put someone on the IL, but I think you can only go back. Was it like three or four days? Um. Yeah, you may be able to go five, but yeah, yep. As long as they didn't play. 
Maybe that's what they're doing. They just don't want to put them on there. Maybe it's day-to-day. But the problem is day-to-day in a fantasy league doesn't help you. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah, the hell, the hell with uh, Major League Baseball. It's right. help up the, the and, fantasy league. And the player's right. health. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then the, the, the team that everybody's chasing, the, the Lakers, um, had, a, uh, had a really good offensive week, 35 points uh, pitching, um, 15 points. Um, kind of suffered there, but let's take a look at the the offense um, just real quickly here. Um, Alfonso uh, Rivas, nine RBIs this yeah. past week, um, yep. and 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 the Lakers had eleven home runs, forty two RBIs. And you talked about um, their their out, outfield. There's the Lakers being a little bit weak. If he can get those kind of contributions from a Rivas, you know, people filling in every other week, that type of thing, he's going to remain strong. Um, he did lose McNeil. I don't know what Jeff McNeil did, but he's going on the IL this week. Yeah, I, I can't remember what he did. I can't, yeah, something happened. Uh, oh, it's a hamstring. Yeah. Okay. Right. Oof. Yep. Oof. Uh, the, the dreaded hamstring. You know about that with uh, Edwin Rios, right? Yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Remember I told you that was going to be a while? Yeah. It, yeah. Um. The other thing with the, the, the Lakers is, is Joe Musgrove, and I, I guess even more so, Alex Wood has, has really been bad the last few starts. Um, but he kind of countered that. Remember, I kind of was, was curious about the A.J. Minter pickup that he had two weeks ago? Yeah. He had another two wins this week. Yep. <laughs> he had a six ERA. Runs into him, man. Yep. I'll Run tell you, that was wins. the only two wins for, for the uh, Lakers this week, but he got them from A.J. Minter. So, you know he continues to roll sevens, but uh, you know what? I'm, we we need to we need to jinx this guy. We need to make this a five team, six team race, and he's not allowing it. Well, um, yeah, I I don't know if it's not allowing it, but yeah, his his you mentioned about the outfield. It it's doing enough to kind of hang in there, and um, uh, you know the 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 one thing. Too, that that he's that he's probably a little frustrated with that because he spent some money on this guy. It's Chris Taylor. Now he had a pretty good week, um, close to an eight OPS, uh, but he had eleven strikeouts and twenty three at bats, and that, that's yeah. that's not like Taylor. That's he he plays because he doesn't strike out, you know, um, and that must be a little frustrating for him, as, as well as Taylor too. But um, yeah, if if he can get going a little bit. Goldschmidt and Arenado are still solid. Kyle Farmer uh, is still a good player. But like you said, you get you get nine RBIs out of Rebus, who guy had six hits. That's pretty damn productive. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to say, all right, you ready for this? I think the key to his season offensively is Nelson Cruz. Yeah. Will that's... Nelson Cruz pick it up, number one? And then number two, will he be dealt at the trading deadline? So, you know, one of my hopes as the team that's chasing him is that the Lakers have the same kind of trade deadline that they had last year, where they lost what four players last year at the trading deadline. They did, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and and I think he lost to Zuna too. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, that kind of completes our our, our look at at the uh, uh, standings this week. Um, only thing we know is that uh, things will change as we head into the uh, the halfway marker. All right, uh, so a couple of weeks ago you sent out a text to everyone about a TV show or movie that they would never watch. Yes. Uh, 
uh, we, we got some responses and um, I, I think you were, you and I are going to have an issue with this one. So Bob Fries goes back and says he would not watch The Office. He thinks Steve Carell's character is stupid, which we would agree. Um, and he's worked with managers like this, which we would, would agree that, that we, we probably have as well. Um, thoughts on someone not liking The Office? Um, well, I understand his rationale for it. Um, if, if you have a, a, a boss that was like that, it just, you know, it's more being shell-shocked than, than anything else. But there are so many iconic quotes from, from The Office, um, and it's on everywhere, right? Um, yeah, I, I think it's uh, – how about this? I think it's a top-five comedy of all time. Oh, yeah. Um, definitely top ten. Yeah. yeah, easily. Yeah, that's, that's but, easy. But, but good for Bob. He said he won't watch it, and yeah. Do we have any others? Uh, Bill brought up Star Trek. That's a good one. Okay. I don't think I've ever yeah. watched Star Trek. Have no, you? No, I haven't watched any of the original series, the follow-up series, yeah. any of the series. No, I haven't. I get that. You know, that was Bill not liking, I guess, not liking the genre, right? Yeah, I, I just, even as a kid, I, I just could never get into it. Yeah, it just yeah. wasn't my thing. So what about yeah. you? What, what, what are yours? Uh, so for a TV series, I'm going to have to say Friends. Uh, I, I just, <laughs> I, I guess I don't, I don't really get it. It just seems very homogenous. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. I, Friends is one of mine as well. Okay, um, just, so I'll never watch it. And in terms of movies, we didn't, you know, nobody put movies here. But one that came up and what sparked all this is Top Gun. Yeah, uh, I didn't watch the first one. I'm definitely not going to watch the second one. And just, you know, you got crazy characters there. So, yeah, I uh, I've seen the first one. I'm I wasn't into it, and I'm not watching the second one. I'm not going. Yeah, there's 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 nothing. That, I, I I understand that would be big at the box office, but there's 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 not really much substance there. And yeah, yeah crazy is crazy. Yeah. How about you? Uh, Friends was one of mine, uh, as was Baywatch. Both the old and the new one. I don't think I would ever watch that show. And uh, the other one was Melrose Place. Remember that one? It was in the Melrose 90s. Melrose Place, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. That was. I think it was a pretty big show, and people would talk about it. And I think, like, yeah, I'm not watching that. Yeah, you're yeah. right. That's a good Most one. Stupid. That's a really good one. Yeah. Um, we have some baseball news. Freddie Freeman's return to Atlanta. Did you see that? I guess he got his ring. I, 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 I did. Um, you know, it, it was a it was a nice moment when he was in Atlanta. As much as I bash the Atlanta fans for that insipid and hideous tomahawk chop, um, a nice standing ovation for Freddie Freeman. Um, you know, he was kind of like the Bill Murray character, tears in his eyes, I guess, as he got his ring. All right. Um, yeah. So it was just a good. Yeah. It was, it was good for him. Yeah, I, I didn't see it. I didn't. I didn't care to see it. And whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather watch Baywatch than see that. <laughs> um, I did watch a little bit of this Astros three pitcher combined no hit the, to to no hit the Yankees. I watched Hector Neris pitch and he kind of squeaked by that inning. Um, I think he had a couple walks to be honest with you. Um, I didn't see Ryan Presley, but uh, the Astros went into New York and split with them. Yeah, you're you're uh, that's your American League team, isn't it, the Astros? Yeah, I well, that's my baseball love team. Like I, I like watching okay. them. 
They they okay. they play well. They they pitch well. They defend well. I, I, I like I like that. I mean, they they have a pretty clear path to the playoffs, right? It's yeah. It's how do they stay motivated? Because they, get get this: the second place team in, in in that hideous division is the Rangers at ten and a half games back. I mean, they have a ten and a half game lead. Um, we're not even at the end of June yet. How do you stay motivated? Well, you stay motivated because you're chasing the Yankees. Mm. You know. I mean, the, the, they're at a they're forty five and twenty seven. The Yanks are fifty three and twenty. So they have some, I mean, they have to make up some ground. But that's how you stay motivated. See, right. you know, see if you can cut into that lead and maybe, you know, even pass them. I, I don't know if the Yanks are going to play at this clip. You know, the second half of baseball season is kind of weird sometimes. Um, I, I don't think Boston, Toronto, or Tampa are going to catch them. But you know, we'll, we'll see. Houston. Houston has an easy schedule when you talk about their division. Yeah, so yeah, there's there's nothing going on there. You know, I gave too much credit to the the Angels early on because I I thought they could be a, a a real contender. And you know, early in the season, preseason, I thought that the Mariners would be better. So it's it's just a a bad division. It's it's just the Astros. If, I guess of any division team, theirs is for the taking. Um, yeah. Yeah, again. Yeah, they're yeah. they're pretty clear. And I wonder how many how, how many division titles have they won in a row? This has got to be I I maybe Oakland was the last one to win it. Probably. Yeah, that's that's since uh since they did that the tear down and rebuild in in the uh the mid 10s, um they've been uh but obviously the class of that uh that division. Yeah, they they had a I, I think 2015 was their was their start of of the rise to this team, right? I, I, that's what I yeah. think it was. Yeah, um, when they started bringing those young players up. Um, well, they, they they did they did a good thing when they moved out of the National League Central, right, and moved over to the uh, American League and had the uh, 15 teams, both in National and American, then, and you know they they. They tore it down, and, and they've they've been a perennial contender since that time. Yeah, they they didn't win the division in twenty twenty. That was the COVID year. Yeah. yeah, I kind of throw that one out, right? Seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, and twenty one, and looks like twenty two as well. Um, yeah, yeah. So I, maybe maybe Oakland was the last last one to win it, but anyway. Um, and then the Angels Mariners had a bench bench clearing brawl yesterday. I did not see this. Yeah, apparently, uh, I don't know, uh, I guess what precipitated it was the Mariners threw up and in against Trout, so um, uh, Angels retaliate and hit uh, Jesse Winker, and then I think actually punches were thrown in this one. Okay. Um, but y- you know what, uh, I guess they're just fighting to stay out of the basement there. I don't know what the hell's going on there. There's <laughs> much to do about nothing. Frustration? Probably. Right? Yeah. That's probably a good one. Yeah. Uh, I guess, the, yeah. When you, I guess, when you throw out trout, the, you know, if you did it on purpose, that's going to be a problem, right? Is 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 trout ever going to get back to the playoffs with with, <laughs> with the Angels? I know I, you feel so bad for the guy, and uh, I'm I'm really surprised he he uh, he he signed that contract, but right, right. He signed, he signed a long term deal with, yeah. with with the Angels. I mean, he must. He must like it out there, um, but the the organization itself. I just 
they, 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 they make moves, they spend money, but it doesn't just seem to, to, to pan out for them, right? Yeah, then uh, Rendon is out for the year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that that's one of the spending, right? They spent big money on him, and it just hasn't worked out. Yeah. No, it it, it didn't work out for, for that. Uh, I guess it worked out for Otani, because he looks like he's pretty pretty decent. Um, so, so in, in my mind right now, is the, 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 he, he is the clear MVP of Major League Baseball. Oh, easily. Yeah. Just right? because he can do what he does, pitch and hit. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he, he, he is really good, not, not just marginal. He's really good at yeah. both. Let me just call up his stats right now. You know, he's hitting uh, he's, hit, he's hitting a pedestrian 259. His OPS is is, um, is is 830, but he has 16 homers, 47 uh, RBI so far. And then on the pitching side, um, can't find that pitching side. Uh, on the pitching side, a 2.90 ERA in 68 innings. 90 strikeouts. Um, just a phenomenal. I remember seeing something on 60 Minutes about this guy 10 years ago. And I'm like, come on. A player from Japan being a two way player, that's not going to happen. Yeah. And I'll be gosh darn if it didn't happen. Yeah. 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 I, I, I think he's actually a better hitter. I think, I think yeah. he's a better and, hitter yeah, yeah. than he is a pitcher. He can crush the ball. Have you seen that? He has kind of a long swing. He does. Man, when he yep. connects, good Lord. Yeah, that's that, that long swing probably – well, I, I think last year he had a, he had a really good year. Uh, I mean, as far as uh, um, offensively, I think hitting-wise, I think his OPS 46, was – 46 homers, uh, 100 RBI last year. And a 9.65 OPS. He had, um, yeah, look at that, a 158 uh, OPS plus. And okay, just, I, I, I guess I don't watch him enough uh, to really appreciate it. Um, do you watch him a lot? No, I don't. Yeah, I, I don't watch the Angels. Yeah, I know like three guys on their team, and one of them's hurt, so I don't, I don't watch him. <laughs> Um, maybe I should. Maybe I should spend some time and because you know, if, if I'm laying in bed, I'll, maybe I should turn the Angels on because they'll be, I'll be able to watch that those games. But yeah, well, maybe I'll maybe I'll start watching them. I'll, I'll, I'll kind of chime in of what I think their issue is. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, no other baseball news other than uh, you know we'll we'll talk about it. But Bryce Harper going down for the Phillies and that we'll talk about that on the walk off. Um, All right. I do have a twib note this week, brought to you by Schaefer. Schaefer, one beer to have if you're having more than one. Uh, I got a – well, let, let me preface this. There is a I, – I was made aware of a beer bottle shop in Lancaster, and the advertisement on the billboard says 800 different beers. I didn't count them all, but if he's off, he's not off by much. So he's, he sells cases, six-packs, four-packs, and then he sells a lot of singles. Um, and I went in there yesterday and, and bought four or five of them. Uh, Sun, I had a Sun and Steel. It's it's a Robinson's Family Brewers out of England. It's a Japanese rice lager. Have you ever had one of these? Um, you know, Japanese beer, um, like Sapporo or, or any of those, um, are kind of brewed in that same style. 
so it, it's a little bit crisper, right? Um, I guess Rick would know about this, but rice is considered an adjunct um, in, in brewing. Uh, yeah, it, it, it was, I, I, that's a good word. It was a little crisp. Uh, it, it only has an ABV of 4.8, so it's pretty light. Um, I actually liked it. I, I didn't know what to expect with the Japanese rice lager. I just, you know what I mean? I, you know, when I talk about my palate, I, I have no idea what I'm tasting other than good and bad. Uh, but yeah, I thought it was a, I thought it was a pretty good beer. Uh, it's something you could have a couple of and, um, a beer advocate has it at 83. Uh, that's about where I would put it, mid-80s. Like, I wouldn't turn it down if, if someone said, hey, this is all I have. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 think it's a, I think it's a nice summer beer. Yeah, uh, all Again, right. brewed in the same style as a Kirin or a Sapporo um, beer. But I, I, I generally don't drink um, Japanese beers. Yeah, well, if I have anything against it, it's just, it's just that it's a little bit lighter in, in, in terms of taste, that's all. Yeah, all right. And, and it had a... Uh, you know, it has like a, um, a war, Japanese warrior on the can, and, and it, it has the words Iron Maiden on it. And I didn't do the research if Iron Maiden, the group, has anything to do with this. Um, hmm. So I'll get back to it. So wait, where is, this, where is this beer brewed? Is it, is it brewed in Japan? No, it's brewed in England. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Oh. So, um, yeah, it was good, though. Like you, you said it right. It's like a good summer beer. You know, outside it's light, low ABV. You can have a couple of these things. Well, you, you know, um, I, I, I kind of let off the show by talking about National Bourbon Day, which isn't too distant from whiskeys, but kind of bring this full circle. What I like to see is, is you know, people brewing Japanese-style beers in England. Um, Japan actually has some, some pretty good whiskeys that I've read about, but I haven't really tried any of the Japanese whiskey. Okay. All right. Um, so, the, 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 you know, everybody is, uh, it's becoming a global market, right? Or it has been a global market. Yeah. I, yeah, that's kind of, it is kind of cool. Uh, and this is the first time I didn't know they had Japanese rice lager. I had, I had no idea. When I saw it, I was like, yeah, let me try it. Because, you know, I tend toward the IPAs, and I hear you every week saying, that I do that, and it just dawned on me, like, yeah, I'm not going to buy an IPA. I'm going to buy something else. So that's that's what I did. Uh, um, this is probably, I'm going to guess, because uh, Budweiser is notorious for using rice um, in brewing, brewing Budweiser, so it's probably pretty close in taste, right? A little better. Probably a little bit more flavorful. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, but it looked like it. That, that, that's, a, that's what it looked like. Like I was pouring it, uh, pouring a Budweiser. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we did have a correction on my end from last week. Uh, we had talked about Reynolds, and, and you mentioned, is that Brian Reynolds? And I said, no, it's Mark Reynolds. It is not Mark Reynolds. I have Matt Reynolds from the Reds, not Mark Reynolds from the Diamondbacks and Astros. What, what do you remember about Mark Reynolds? Uh, big hitter, struck out a lot, didn't stay, um, didn't stick around. I guess he played 12 years. I guess he did stick around. Well, a couple of things. Number one, I'm glad we didn't say Harold Reynolds because we would have been way okay. off uh, on that one. <laughs> but I, I'm just wondering in, in the day of where strikeouts don't matter anymore, um, he, Ma, uh, Mark Reynolds actually led the National League four years in a row in terms of strikeouts. You know, from 2008 to 2011, he had 204 strikeouts, 223. 211, 
and 196. Yeah, he actually. You have to wonder. Yeah. Go, go ahead. He actually led the American League in 2011. He was with Baltimore. Oh, good point. Yeah. yeah. So I guess yeah, I guess those those skills transferred to no matter what league he went to, huh? <laughs> He's the best. <laughs> yeah, he got off to. A, like a really good start with no eight 97 102 ribs 85 86 and then it had a slow decline and he had a a resurgence in 17 where he had 97 rbis and an 839 wow, OPS. 2010 year he had a 35.4 percent strikeout ratio yeah, i know but he played a long time i didn't i didn't realize he played that long yeah he played for the cardinals one year 2015. Good gosh, I, I don't even remember that. I was just going to ask you. Don't remember? No. I don't. No. All right. And all those years, he, he was only traded once. So he, it was just free agency, released free agency, released free agency. Yep. All those years, I guess. Yeah, people didn't want to take a risk on this guy. Um, he he might have been on the same team as Ryan Zimmerman at at UVA. You think? All right, we'll have to look that up. Yeah, he's about the same age, and I think he's from that area, and I think he might have been. So when, when was he drafted? Yeah, that's something I can look up. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, so that's our only correction that we're admitting to and dealing with. Um, what are you walking off with? Well, interesting that you talk about uh, UVA um, and college teams because I'm walking off with congrats to Old Miss for winning their first college World Series. Um, when I read that this morning, um, I thought, like, wait a second, they won last year. And I was mistaken. That was Mississippi State that won last year, right? Yes. Yeah. So I, when I was looking at the College World Series, um, of the eight teams that qualified for the World Series in, in Omaha, because obviously there's more teams that, that, that qualify um, in earlier rounds. But Mississippi, um, Arkansas, Auburn, and Texas A&M, four out of those eight teams qualified were from the SEC. And then two others, Texas and Oklahoma, um, will be joining the, uh, the SEC. So that would really make six out of the eight. And then I did a little bit more research. It uh, looks like the SEC has won eight of the last 13 College World Series. Um, any any thoughts on that? Any reasons why? Well, they have the best players, and and they probably have the best coaches and best facilities. And um, a little surprised the Florida team. Well, yeah, a little surprised the Florida teams haven't been in there in a while, but they've had some coaching changes. Uh, and then you you make a note that Texas and Oklahoma are joining the SEC. Is that right? Yeah. I believe so. Well, you're you're a bigger college guy than I. You tell me. I can't keep up with all these changes, man. Uh, no. Why don't you talk about that for a second? So, a couple notes on Ole Miss. It's their first men's national championship in anything. All right. Did you know that? I did not. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I'm not. I'm not as well versed in the college stuff. And uh, one of my college teammates, his son plays for Ole Miss. He's a relief pitcher. Really? What's yeah. his name? Max Chofi. Huh. Yep. Does – what, what year is he? He's, he's like a six-year senior. So, he, he – he, you know, everyone got an extra year in the 2020. Gotcha. Yeah, so I think this was his last year. 
So I, any I, chance of him being drafted um, uh, in a couple days? Probably not. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, good for him. Yeah. Though. Hey, what the hell? Yeah, I, I shot my buddy a text off this morning. I haven't heard back. He lives in Chicago, so. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, I was a little surprised that Ole Miss had not won one before. All right. So Mississippi State won last year. Didn't uh, help me out here because you're, you're you're the football fan, college football fan. Didn't Mississippi State win a national? No, I guess I'm way off on that. Yeah, you're way off. Did they win any national championships? In that foot- was LSU. In football? Yeah. No. What? Mississippi, no, what? Mississippi State has never won a national title. No, no, no. I made. I, no, I, what, what I was saying is maybe I'm thinking LSU instead. Yeah. Yeah, LSU. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, and LSU's won some baseball as well. They went through a period of time. Um, okay, th- this is what I'm walking off with, Matt. Bryce Harper gets hit in the thumb by Blake Snell. Um, he broke his hand, right? His left hand. Yeah. He's going to be out for weeks. You're probably August. Uh, right now it's targeted for August first, but who knows? So I would tell you, from a hitting standpoint, it's better to break your top hand than your than your bottom hand. So well, we got that going. That's good, which is nice, right? He broke yeah. his left hand, so it's it's better to break your top hand than your bottom hand. Um, who do you think this has a bigger impact on, the Phillies or the Space Auditors? Oh, me definitely, I, because I don't care about this. No, not whether you care. I, you you got to come at it from an unbiased perspective. Does it have a okay. bigger hit on you, or is it a bigger hit on the Phils? Uh, it's a bigger hit on me because the Phillies should have people to backstop that, right? Meaning um, Castellanos, meaning um, Schwarber. Um, they, they, they should have, meaning Real Muto. I, because of the fact that I don't have O'Neill and I don't have Buki Betts, it's going to affect me more. Okay. Um yeah, I I probably agree with that. Although Harper has, you know, in a fancy baseball league, it doesn't matter of like uh, the the person doesn't matter. I think having Harper out of the lineup for the Phillies is going to be a big hit, not just the pr- pr- productivity, but just having him personally out of the lineup. And I I, I think Real Muto's not uh, he's just not performing like he should. So it that I think the Phils are gonna start dropping in the standings here. Yeah. Who, who can step up who can step up for them and can they withstand this until he gets back or, or can they make some moves? Because you've talked for the last two, three years since we started this podcast about the lack of help in the outfield for the Phillies. Yeah, and it's gonna show now. I mean they brought up Moniac. Um he's a guy that probably needs to play every day. And I don't know if he's they're they're in the race a little bit with this wild card. I don't know if they're going to give him an opportunity to play every day. And Real Muto, you're right. Real Muto, Hoskins need to pick it up. They they need to cover down for six weeks, at least, to see if to see if Harper could come back early August. If if he can come back early to mid August and and Real Muto and Hoskins pick it up, and they cover for him, then they have a shot. But if Hoskins and and JT don't perform. They're going to be in trouble again. And you're right; they could fall out of this pretty quickly, right? Because you got like seven or eight teams that are going to be competitive in the National League, and they're going to feast on on, on the rest of the league. And 
I, I guess what's your hope is that they, they play a little bit over 500 until uh, Harper comes back? Uh, well, my hope is that they continue to play the way they're playing if Real Muto and Hoskins pick it up. I mean, they, they can make the difference, right? They, yeah. They're they're big hitters. Schwarber's doing his job for the most part hitting homers. Um, but Hoskins and Real Muto need to pick it up. If they pick it up, I, I think they can play it with the, at the clip they're playing, which is well, big, big series 600. The Phillies this week, right? Uh, with the Braves and the Cardinals? Yeah. Coming in? Yep. Are they coming into town? Are the Cardinals coming yeah. in? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Are you going to try to go see them? Uh, no. I, I watch from the comfort of my, my, my home, but I, I'm going to be forced to listen to John Cruck um, on the Phillies broadcast since I can't listen to MLB. Actually, maybe I'll get the radio broadcast. I don't know what it is, but I don't know. He seems to have stalled. Crucker? Huh? You mean Cruck? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. You listen to him all the time? Like, uh, not all the time, but yeah, because he's not on all the time. All right. Am I right or wrong on that? He, I, I thought when he was with ESPN, he did a really good job. Maybe it was because of the fact I didn't have to listen to him all the time, but I, he doesn't seem to be very aware of what else is happening in baseball. Probably not. And maybe that, yeah, he probably isn't. And when you're, <laughs> well, when you're at ESPN, you need to be. You need to be aware of everything in the league and when you're a color announcer part-time for your local team you don't necessarily need to be yeah i don't know it's just a thought and i think it's weird that they have part-time people and i think it's really weird that ruben amaro still does it i think it's strange that your old gm is now your color announcer isn't that weird uh, to you not really because the cardinals do that um they'll alternate between um Jim Edmonds, who I think does a really good job when he doesn't wander too far, um, he, he, he really knows the game, obviously, very well. Um, they had uh, Brad Thompson, um, who was a kind of a uh, just a back-end bullpen type, type guy. And they had, last year, they had, oh, gosh, I'm trying to remember. Uh, I'm, uh, the name's escaping me right, right now. Um, he was the, the pitcher that converted into a hitter because he, he couldn't pitch anymore. Uh, I I, I can't remember his name, but they, they do that too. They alternate uh, uh, analysts. Yeah, I can't remember that kid's name either. He was the one that was throwing the ball against the backstop and stuff. Yeah. You yeah. talk about that left-handed yeah. he, pitcher. He came, up, he came up part in the 2000 season. I'm not sure yeah. why I can't remember his name. He ended up being uh, a decent outfielder, though. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he, and, you know, not easy to convert from one to the other. No. and It's going to bother me now. He, and he, he played a little bit with Washington. I think he kicked around a little bit. Why right. can't we think of the name? And you said he played in 2000? Yeah, he played in 2000 with the Cardinals. Yes, yeah, as soon as I – I'm looking it up now because it's bothering me too, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to find what this guy's name is. It's going to bother me all day. Uh, Rick Ankeel. Rick Ankeel, thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah Ankeel, uh, yeah, he played with Kansas City, Atlanta. I remember Atlanta. Played with the Nationals, remember that. I don't remember Houston and, and New York, but um, it, it's a decent years with the Cardinals. Yeah, he did. Yeah, for him. And uh, just as a, a, a real quick circle back before we leave, Mark Reynolds was dra- drafted out of UVA in 2004, and Ryan Zimmerman was drafted out of UVA in 2005. So I'm pretty sure they played together. 
Wow, good call by you. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. Well uh, done. Yep, there you go. All right, uh, All right. So, so we're back on with our uh, Independence Day show next yes. week. Next week. You doing anything for Independence Day? No. Do you do anything normally? Uh, sometimes. Okay. You, you well, seem, we'll, sit, we'll sit this one out. You seem very standoffish when I mention Independence yeah, that's, Day. That's, that's all right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, all right. You got anything else? That's all, Chief. You good sure? luck to uh, good luck to you. Keep the uh, keep the wheels moving, and I'll talk to you uh, next week. Yeah, and we'll uh, start analyzing this uh, thirty-seven player trade next next week. You know what I'm also going to do? I think I'm going to take a look at to see who is the worst offensive player that's been on the roster all year and the worst pitcher on somebody's roster all year. Very subjective, but I'm going to take a look at that because I think I might I might own that. You might own so we'll the see. worst, uh, both of them. Yeah, it could be. It could be Trevor Rogers and Max Muncy. Well, I uh, just real quick. I think you need to give a hard look at Cody Bellinger too. <laughs> Will do. Hey, everybody, text me their worst player. <laughs> All right, I'll see you. All right, very good, Chief. Take care.